Hello, friend, and welcome into this Quotable Monday. Today I'm going to discuss the quote, Wherever you go, there you are. Now, this is the title of a book by John Kabat-Zinn, who teaches mindfulness and meditation. I have to admit I've never read it. I first heard the quote in uh, 1984. I actually went to the movie theater and paid money to see Buckaroo Banzai, The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai, and The Invaders from the Eighth Dimension, I believe. <laughs> yeah, it was about that good. But there was a quote in there that just tickled me when I heard it. It made me think. He said, don't be mean, because remember... Wherever you go, there you are. So this is a theory of location, and it does have implications for mindfulness, and I'll touch upon that, but when I heard it, I thought about other things. And so in this episode, like I do, or attempt to do in each and every Monday, is provide a quote and then dive a little deeper from my perspective on what that quote means and how it may apply to your life. Now, quotations from other people, other experts, authors, thinkers out in the world have been very instrumental in my growth. I love actually looking up different quotes about different topics and finding out what the thinking is, what has been the thinking over the millennia, over the years. And in this day and age, it's a lot easier. You just type it into Google and do an internet search and you have all these quotes pop up. And there's multiple websites. But it's important, you know, with all these different people quoting things and, you know, quoting without attribution, sometimes these quotes get misattributed, like they they credit the wrong person. And so I always like to go back and find out who said it first, where in history was it first stated, what was the context, because oftentimes it's used in different contexts, just like today, you know, wherever you go, there you are. John Kabat-Zinn used it in a context applying to mindfulness and meditation. Well, it wasn't necessarily meant that way when it was first talked about in the 1400s. It was more about sin and being unable to escape suffering as a human being. From the context that as a human being, suffering is the innate nature of the experience. And try as you will, there's just no escaping it because... Wherever you go, there you are, because you are the source of your own suffering. Because in the context of law of attraction, manifesting, everything that shows up in your life is a result of the thoughts that you are thinking and the emotions that you're feeling. You are at cause, and so if you are the experiencer of suffering, it's because of where you are focusing your mind, it's the thoughts and things you're visualizing, the things you're saying to yourself that ends up creating a feeling state of suffering. While the original context of this quote talks about suffering, my perception of suffering is a lot different than the way it was stated, and I've addressed that many times before. Essentially, we suffer when we think we should have, could have changed something or something should not have happened the way it happened. When we can be in a a mode or a mindset of acceptance, it is what it is, then we can deal with that. There's nothing to resist. There's no suffering. We accept it. We don't have to like it, but we just accept it as it it showed up. Now, how this applies to manifesting, 
creating your life, and law of attraction. There is an idea floating around there, and you may have you may have attached to it at one point or another. And it is the idea that the circumstances provide happiness. If this happens or X happens, then I will feel fulfilled. I'll feel wonderful when the money shows up. But when we bring this back to the idea that wherever you go, there you are, then however you are before the money, when the money shows up, you're still the same person. The circumstances don't change how you're being. They might change how you're perceiving things slightly, but how you're being at your core is how you are. And wherever you go, there you are. And as I sometimes do, I'll bring in another quote that helps support this. And this is from A Man Thinketh by James Allen. Now, James Allen wrote this book in 1896. It's all about the power of thought. As, and it comes from the aphorism or the Bible verse, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If he doth think wicked thoughts, then he will yield wicked results. But in this book by James Allen, he wrote this amazing quote, and I'm going to share it here. So are you ready? Are you ready? Here it comes. Circumstances do not make the man. They reveal the man. Now, we can change this into person. So circumstances do not create the person. Like you don't become better because you went through a particular circumstance. By going through a particular circumstance, you reveal the character, you reveal the attributes that were already within you. You may have stepped up to the plate. You may have called forth resources that don't normally get called into being. But it wasn't the circumstances that created it within you. The circumstances revealed what was in you all along. This phenomenon is exactly why I love for things to go awry. When I'm traveling with a group of people, when I'm in partnership with somebody, I like it when things go off cue, when they go awry, when they're, they're not going as planned. Because it's actually an opportunity to see what's inside this person. How do they respond when things are not going right? When things are not going exactly to plan? Do they get frustrated? Do they get angry? Do they adapt to it? Do they fold up their tent and go home? It reveals their character. Because wherever you go, there you are. Last night, I think we saw this set, my wife and I. We saw the second episode of uh, Naked and Afraid. Now, if you're not familiar with the TV series, it's a reality TV show. I guess you could use the term reality loosely, but they basically take a man and a woman and they put them somewhere out in the wild with very little resources, maybe a knife, a something to boil water in, and but they're naked. And they have to exist. They have to create a structure, a, a shelter, build fire, find food, get water. And they have to exist out in the wild, naked and afraid for 21 days. Well, my wife and I like to watch it for entertainment. And it, what's entertaining about it for me is that I get to see the human character revealed. Because if you're not depending on uh, other things, 
you're naked, your, re, your character reveals itself right away. And oftentimes in these settings, sometimes it's tropical, sometimes it's subtropical, sometimes it's deserty, other times it's uh, very cold. But there's typically always these big temperature swings or these rainstorms that come in. So it could be unrelentingly raining for five, six days in a row. And they're living in water and they have to contend with insects and ants and biting insects and thousands of insect bites all over their body. It's uncomfortable to be sure. But typically early on, you can begin to see the commentary, the verbiage, the perspective of the person that is going to fold and go home early because they'll be revealing themselves almost from day one. And on the flip side of that too, there's people that right in the face of adversity, in this face of less than desirable circumstances, they are resilient. They have an internal voice that, that motivates them, that moves them on. I'm not giving up. Whatever comes up, I'm going to respond to. Yeah, I'm wet. Yes, this is uncomfortable. Yes, I'm hungry. I haven't eaten in five days. But they have this, this idea that I'm going to make it to the end that they are a match for whatever shows up, they are going to be the ones that see it all the way to the end. Because again, the circumstances reveal the person within. It reveals your character. The circumstances don't create character. Now, you can respond to the circumstances in an admirable way. Wherever you go, there you are. Now, on the flip side of this quote is the idea, too, that a lot of people think that they can escape their current circumstances, go somewhere new, and it could be a relationship, it could be a job, and then everything will be better. And that is sometimes true, but most often it is not. Because if you're in a relationship and you weren't going into it with the right mindset, and you knew so, and you kind of set it up, or you showed up in a way that wasn't necessarily in alignment with your heart, was not in alignment with who you have found yourself to be, then sometimes that is time to leave, move on, or there has been a change in the relationship dynamic. And sometimes you have a, a fresh start, a new beginning when you move somewhere new. It's kind of, it kind of gives you permission to show up differently. Now, you didn't really have to move somewhere new. It, it just kind of created the circumstances where it was easier for you to show up differently. You didn't have the old thought forms, the other people in your life that were creating yourself or through expectation and how they treated you. So the old story that was there when you were in this old community, when you go somewhere new, you can drop that story and create a new story and live that as if it's true. But whether it's a relationship or changing your circumstances, changing your job, again, I want to bring it back. Wherever you go, there you are. You still have the same thoughts, more than likely. You still have the same behaviors, more than likely. And that's what you create. Whatever relationship you created, that was created by you. You drew it in the dynamic that was going on there, you were a participant. You were part of the story. And this is why, rather than rely on the changing of circumstances to recreate your life, I think 
and you may agree or not agree, but I feel you should begin changing your thoughts, changing your mindset, actually incorporating new behaviors, deciding that you are going to be different in the circumstances that you are already finding yourself in. Be the person that you want to be wherever you think you're going to end up. Law of attraction. In order to attract the money, you have to be or have the millionaire mindset or whatever you know monetary number that you have in your head. You have to be in alignment with having that amount of money now. You can't have the thoughts of a pauper and attract riches. In the words of Neville Goddard, you want to assume the feeling of the wish fulfilled. And along with that feeling is the thinking and acting that is in alignment with the fulfillment of that intention. Because when you're acting, thinking, and being aligned with your intention, then its fulfillment is inevitable. Now, like I said, I did not read the book by John Kabat-Zinn, Wherever You Go, There You Are, but I have an idea of what he might be talking about. And when you're mindful and in the moment now, most people's minds are either in the past or thinking of the future. They're typically anywhere but right here. And wherever you go, there you are. And if your mind is elsewhere, then you are missing life as you're in it right this moment. When we attach too much to the past, we typically create more of the past. Now, let me give you another perspective on this. Over the years, I've worked with a lot of people. And sometimes they find themselves, when they come to me, in a relationship that is abusive, narcissistic, uh, emotionally abusive, and typically they just did not wander into it. They can point to how that dynamic was also in their life when they were a child. And that trauma, their relationship to that trauma, meaning what did they make it mean about them? What did, it, what did you make it mean about your life? That was never healed. So what could you expect as an adult? Just more of the same, because that's all you know, right? That, that was in some way considered normal. It was par for the course. And as a consequence, they step into another relationship as an adult that is a mirror or an echo of how it was when they were a child. And then if they flee, like if they have the presence of mind to get out of that relationship, but if they don't heal, then they will attract another dynamic of a similar nature. I remember a woman asking me, why do I keep attracting the same man, the same person, the same dynamic over and over and over again. It's not the same man, but the same dynamic. And I basically told her exactly what I just said. You've not ever healed or decided to be different in a relationship. So you keep attracting the same dynamic because you're the same. This is where we take a, just a little bit of a twist on this wherever you go. There you are. Because a lot of times we can stand right here in this moment and say, because of my past, this is why I have this result today, right now. But in this mindset, you're blaming your past for your present circumstances. 
And the implied statement, the implied, not spoken, the assumed idea is that if this moment, and if we're blaming that moment, you know, the past for the results that are occurring right in this moment, the implication is, without saying it, is that you're expecting more of the same. I can't help it. I have bad programming. But in the words or the context of the quote that we're talking about, wherever you go, there you are. Where are you right now? You're right here. You're not in the past. So your point of power is the present moment. Right now is where you are. Right now, you can begin choosing new thoughts, choosing new behaviors. You can decide to be completely different. Because if you really take on the idea that you are nowhere else other than where you are right now, then nothing else influences you except your choices in this moment, right now, right now, right now, you can choose a completely different thought. It's only the baggage that you take with you from the past into the next moment that ties you to the past. The thoughts from the past that you recall to the present moment. And this ties back to the the idea of suffering. The idea that things should have, could have been some other way than the way they happened. But the truth is, the bare truth of it, the facts of the matter, is right now, it is how it is. It can't be any other way than the way it is right now. But you can begin making new choices. You can begin taking new actions. You can begin thinking about it in a completely different way. In fact, you can adopt a new thought right now, a new mindset, and completely change your relationship to your past. One of those mindset shifts is the idea that you could not have done it any other way than the way you did it. Like in the past, sometimes we look back with with hindsight, with vision, experience. We can look back and say, oh, if only I hadn't done that, then I wouldn't be here. If only I hadn't done this, then I would have completely different results. But when you realize that in that moment, if you put yourself back in the past, in that moment, back there, and you did not have the luxury of hindsight, you are feeling what you were feeling at the time, you had the fears that you had at that time, you had the concerns, the lack of sleep, the you name it. All the conditions were the same. You would be making the same decision all over again because you made the most appropriate choice for you. Given your mindset, given the circumstances, given how you saw the world at that moment, you could not have done otherwise. And this is where sometimes people argue with me and say, but I knew I was doing it wrong when I did it. Yeah, but why didn't you? Why didn't you do it right? Why didn't you do it the way you thought it was supposed to be done? Because you were operating from a place of fear. You were doing the best you could with the resources that you had at that moment. Because if you could do differently, you would have. This also works by looking at other people in the past that have trespassed against you, that have caused you harm, or they were less than stellar in your upbringing. They were doing the best they could at the time with the resources they had. Of course, they could have done better. 
It's possible they could have made different choices, but they didn't. It was what it was. They had their point of view. They had their upbringing that they were dealing with, their past, their trauma that they were they were operating from in that present moment. And of course, it wasn't fair. I did a whole episode on it's not fair. Life isn't fair. No one is going to be looking out for your own best interest all the time. It's nice when they do, but more often than not, everyone is selfish with their agenda. They're looking out after their own wants and needs. Yours are secondary. And I say that not to make you feel bad, but to actually empower you. Not to get all caught up in the idea that they should have done it differently than the way they did it. And that the reason that they didn't do it differently had something to do with you. No, it was their own selfish needs, their own selfish perspective that they were operating from. And for better or worse, you are at the effect of that. It's something that you have to deal with now. Because in that moment, you were doing the best you could with the resources you had. Wherever you go, there you are. It's not the circumstances that shape you. It's the decisions that we make in response to the circumstances that shape our expression. They reveal what's within us. And again, if you could have, would have made a different choice, you know, you you were faced with certain circumstances, and let's say that you had a less than stellar response. Well, that was then. Now is now. If that happens again, you can decide now to make a different choice. And that's the beauty of past experience. That's the past of actually feeling guilty. And I'll probably do a podcast down the road all about guilt because there's good guilt and bad guilt. Less than productive guilt. But to sum it up right now, if you look back in the past and you feel guilty about your behavior because you weren't necessarily considering other people, maybe you were extremely selfish, you caused some harm, that guilt is a good thing because you won't do it again. It actually helps you create a new behavior, a new way of being in the world today by having that guilt as a reminder. That's not the person I want to be. It's who you were then based on your perspective, based on whatever, you know, a lot of people are operating from trauma in those early experiences and they make less than effective choices. But it's in that hindsight, it's in that reflection of looking back and comparing it to the vision that you have for your life, the vision for who you want to be in the world, the expression that you want to have with those around you. And you can, from this day forward, make a new choice, but not necessarily make yourself wrong for the past, like you were somehow defective. You were doing the best you could with the resources you had. Not to say it was the most elegant expression, but it was what it was. And wherever you go, there you are. And this again, this is not reflecting too much on the past or letting the past inform who you are today. It's the choices in this moment, right now. The choices in thought, the choices in behavior, and how you want to be. The emotional expression that you're putting forth. The power is yours to make a new choice to right now create the life that you want. Until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel DeNovi, urging you to follow your bliss. 
Live your life from inner signals. Be inner-directed as you engage in the epic adventure.